Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. It is Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla Network of Shows. Yeah, I think you heard it. It's uh, October 11th. It's a Friday, and for many of you, you are just thanking God that it is a Friday. Because you're done, you're burnt out, you're spent, you've worked hard, and it's over. You've made it to Friday, you're going to have the weekend off, it's going to be delicious, delectable, and a lovely, but some of us, well, it doesn't matter. I feel like I might pass away, I might move on, throw off this mortal coil, because you know we're trying to put the finishing touches on an online clinical reference text, a textbook, and finish it within the next two weeks. I feel like I'm going to die. Oh my gosh, it's a huge, big, massive project. But hey, you don't care. But Jim, oh Jim, what's your last name? Sillinger? Jim Sillinger? He sent me a note and said, Mel, I was so excited. I was on my elliptical. I started listening to the show and you started talking about Elliot Kipchoge, this incredible goat, the best champion of all time. And you told the story very well. It was getting more and more exciting. And then you brought in a trip to Kenya there where you went to see your friends and your son, who's a runner, got to meet the best in the world. And I was thinking, this is a really great story. Get there, Mel, get there. You can take this to the end, but you didn't do it. You didn't finish it off. You didn't make this a great story. You blew it. So close. So close. And he's right. You know why I blew it? Because this attempt to break two hours, this is the second time. And the first time they tried this, and he only missed it by about like 21 seconds. You know, it's not a real world record because there are human paces that are pacing the Elliot, you know, going as fast as they can. And then they bring in another one because he's too good for them. And then they bring in another one and they bring in another person. But they've also got a pacing car, as they often do in these events. And that pacing car is not an ice car puffing smoke into Elliot's lungs so that he's getting carbon monoxide poisoning and can't do it. What is that pacing car? And Jim's right. I didn't state it. I did a bad thing. The pace car is a Tesla. I feel so ashamed that I didn't tell you that. The pace car is a Tesla. Because then you don't have all that smoke and crap blowing into you. And so it was a great story. It was a feel-good story. It was almost a good story. And I blew it and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself. It's pathetic. But let's talk Powerwall, shall we? Yeah, let's talk Powerwall. Because yesterday I was talking about Stormwatch. And we've got these, you know... Big winds here in California. In Southern California, they're called uh, the Santa Anas. I don't know what they're called in Northern California. And so the electric utility is turning off the power because last time this happened, you know, some of the things fell over, sparks, terrible fires, right? And there's lots of people out there that have power walls. Well, I got one letter and I don't know who it's from. I know his email address, but I don't know who it's from. And it said, Mel, you may actually be the smart one of the three. Your 10-10-2019 Elon Daily Podcast was so helpful to me. I have a Tesla Powerwall 2 and Tesla Solar. My solar inverter has been busted for about two weeks, and Tesla tells me no replacement part for about two more weeks. I was super pissed at the California power outages, and I would have no emergency power. That is until you inform me of the Stormwatch settings. I turned it on, and now my Powerwall is charging from PG&E Power Grid. If my power goes out, now my ice cream will be safe. Thanks, Mel. Well, thank you. Yeah, isn't that good? Sometimes there's actually some useful information on the show. Mostly not. Now, mine is still won't come out of Stormwatch mode. Like, I had mine on Stormwatch mode for whatever reason, from whatever sort of governmental body. 
I got put into Stormwatch mode. And again, Stormwatch mode is you can now charge the battery or it charges itself automatically from the grid or solar, whatever, past the 100% mark, just like they're doing a car. It looks like these um, power walls don't go all the way full. But in this circumstance, they're like, oh, you're going on a big trip. Fill the power wall all the way up. And then it holds the charge. It's like you can't use it for your daily backup, for your daily, you know, usual thing. But if the grid goes out, boom, now you can start using this puppy. All right. So mine will not come out of Stormwatch. Now I toggled it off and it just like, I shouldn't say it didn't come out of Stormwatch. It just continues to act like it is in Stormwatch. It won't let me sort of discharge the battery. It won't let me use the solar and the battery and all that stuff. It's just holding it. So I actually rebooted the system. I turned off the batteries. I turned off all the breakers. And then I waited 10 minutes and I turned them back all on. And it still keeps going back into this, what looks like Stormwatch mode, even though it didn't have the Stormwatch banner. So I've given up. I've just set it to Stormwatch and I've rebooted it again. And I'm just going to wait until it gets the signal from the mothership to say Stormwatch is over and hope that it starts to work again. So this brings up a couple of things. If you have power walls, you have to decide, is Stormwatch good for you in your particular circumstance? I'm sort of a micromanager. And here in Southern California, there's not like there's a storm going to come out of nowhere. So I'm going to actually turn Stormwatch off on mine and just sort of manage it myself. But if you're in a place that gets big storms and you want extra power and you may have to charge from the grid because it's been really stormy for days and you don't have much solar and that kind of stuff, Stormwatch might actually be quite useful to you. Shall we continue on in this? Because if you've been watching the telly, if you've been watching the news from Northern California, as they've shut off power to millions and millions of people and businesses, one of the first groups affected, of course, is the gas stations. So there's all these people who are going to the gas station and there is no power and they can't pump the gas. Now, there's some gas stations that actually have generators for such circumstances, and they have enormously huge and large lines, and actually a lot of people that are pissed off, and some fights breaking out, and it's all a bit of a nightmare. So Elon tweeted this, All Tesla supercharger stations in regions affected by California power outages will have Tesla power packs within the next few weeks, just waiting on permits. And he also tweeted this, also adding Tesla solar to our supercharger stations as fast as possible. The goal is 24-7 clean power with, with no blackouts. Now, this is something that they have been working on for years. This sounds just like, okay, this is a real problem in California. Looks like it's going to be an ongoing problem in California. Let's accelerate this process. Let's get some battery backup here. I don't think power packs are enough. You need a lot of them. This, to me, in a lot of circumstances, seems like you need a mega pack. I actually tweeted that to Elon and got no return. So a mega pack has much more capacity. And one power pack is enough to basically fill up one or two Teslas from fairly empty. So you'd have to have a fair few of those, particularly, you know, after the sun goes down and the solar's out. If you're going to be able to charge a lot of cars overnight, you're going to need a lot of backup in terms of power packs. So that's why I think in some of these stations, why wouldn't you drop in a mega pack? I don't really know exactly how big a mega pack is in terms of its square footage, but it has a lot more energy storage capacity and then you can add more and more of them. But the basic concept here is great. Distributed energy. Uh, you've got the sun coming down. You've got the batteries. Uh, that's all good. Now, obviously, there are certain circumstances where this is not going to be very helpful to you. If you're in the middle of a storm and it's been really uh, cloudy for weeks at a time, there may not be enough solar energy to fill these puppies up. But in circumstances like we're having in California, where you're worried about winds, where you're worried about fires, this is a solution 
that can work really well. In other places, you might want to be filling up those power packs and those mega packs, I don't know, from your geothermal or whatever other renewables you have or your wind. Solar is not going to work every time, but the basic concept, I think we're going to call it done. Absolutely done right there because, you know, we're going to do a big show, a large show, a grand show on Sunday with the boys. And as I said, uh, I think we're going to get it out on Tuesday. And i got a lot of work to do. got to, you know, finish off this little textbook thing. It's killing me. It's killing me. You shouldn't put deadlines on yourself, you know. It does get things done, but it kills you when you've got like, i got to get all this done by this date or I'm in trouble. I just, I need to rethink some of my decisions. It's, it's not good. And one of the things I need to rethink is the fact that I've really been pushing ABBA on you a lot. And it's it's making me rethink. You know, I'm Australian by birth and, you know, grew up there and went to school there. And I've lived in the States for 25 or more years. And now I'm a U.S. citizen. But still, my roots are in Australia. And I feel like ashamed that I've spent so much time giving so much love to ABBA when I should have been given love. Touch me in the pouring rain and the moan. 